Anyway, so how's it going? Um, it's going. We just got back from our little shopping trip. Got me some some new shorts and a pair of shoes that aren't Nikes, which is surprising. You bought shoes that weren't Nikes? I know, right? <laughs> it's a, it's a minor miracle. Oh, well, if it helps, I, I I was wearing Nikes when I bought them. <laughs> I feel like we're a very brand loyal generation. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all we're not like I don't know. I don't know if like if that's superficial, but I feel like we're all very loyal to brands. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I would agree with you there. I, I don't. I try not to be brand loyal. I just, I just don't like the way most shoes look without the, the swoosh. I don't blame that's you, just man. Kind of my thing with it, like I just, I bought the Adidas ones that I we got today just because I happen to like the way they look. So, all right, all right. <coughs> All right, let's, uh, let's do this goddamn, goddamn, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. We have a very special episode today because this is going to be released on Wednesday, the 21st, which is the one-year birthday of the pod. So we're going to make it special today. Today I'm joined by returning guest, recent returning guest, Stephen Vastela. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, speaking of anniversaries, did you know that four years ago today, the shot with Ray Allen happened? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start off the show. Oh, God, I hate that. Fu- oh, I hate game six, man. Game six, that's all I can say. But, yeah, so. At least, at least we got a game six. Yeah, I know, right? Loyal listeners will remember that me and Steven recently did a NBA playoff episode. That was kind of a hypothetical playoff situation, but in this episode we're going to address and react to the NBA Finals that just concluded less than a week ago, huh? It feels longer than that. It really, oh, it really has been less than a week. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, it, Monday. It, yeah, dude. It feels like it's been like a month, but... Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but after the, after the finals, I, I just kind of like tuned out just about everything sports related at yeah. this point because there's there's really not a whole lot about to talk about now since all we have on is well baseball. Well, I'm going to try and make a concerted effort to get into the White Sox uh, for like the next two and a half months. So I've been researching. <laughs> so that's that's kind of for like the past few days. I've like taken time. Yeah, no. <laughs> More like their, you know, their manager, Durantria, and like, you know, their roster, their pitchers, and they're 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 like at the bottom of their division. But I'm, I guess maybe they can pull something out. Who knows? We'll only only hey, time will tell. I actually, I, I thought about it like when you when you had mentioned it to me. I was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'll if she's gonna try, maybe I should try. And then I have tried, and I was like, no, this is awful. And then I just stopped trying. So I, for me, this is like a month and a half off. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll address the. I'm gonna do a separate little mini, like I guess, prologue to this episode in my brother's, where I'm gonna talk about the hiatus and like the next two months. I do want to like follow the White Sox, and by follow I mean like just get updates on my phone. You know, not like watching a game of baseball because fuck that. Yeah. But also, I'm trying to like I've been putting off writing. Like I don't know why I just need to commit to writing because I've slacked off. Ever since I took that class, and then I 
kind of put it off and it's been a few months and I'm like, I need to get back into writing. So I think I'm going to well, really, think- really try these next two and a half months to sit down uh, every weekend and, and get to writing or something like that. So. Well, I was going to say, I, I think you've been, you've been putting most of your time in, um, into the, the podcast. But I, mean, I, I mean, between all the editing and stuff you got to do, I mean, it does kind of take a while. And I'm incredibly, incredibly lazy. So, so like, it's just, it's like you, we only really get, like, I get off of work at 5 on a Friday. I get home around 5.30. That's, like, six hours. I go to bed after midnight. So, like, only get, like, 54 hours between the when I get off of work on Friday and I get off of, and I have to start work the next morning on Monday it's like I kind of kind of try and use every minute of it and like I'm very precious with that time so I really want to like you know do nothing for like 50 hours straight you know I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you so I I need to get better about it I need to be more ambitious and more proactive uh so that's what I'm going to try and do but anyway uh <laughs> Yeah, man, it kind of sucks that there's not going to be any sports really until football, which we'll address at the end of this episode. So, as a Cavs fan and as a LeBron fan, how you feeling, man? Uh, I can't tell you how much that one game that we managed to win actually means. So, so I could just be like, well, we didn't get swept. So, it's, it, it, it would have felt a hell of a lot better than if they just would have laid down and died after, after game four. Yeah. Which is kind of what I was expecting. Um, I'm, 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 I guess I should say I'm proud of them that they didn't. I mean, there's really, I, I don't know, I don't feel like there's a whole, there's a whole lot to say. I mean, the most, the most obvious and the most boring result happened that the Warriors just kind of came in and dominated. Um, it really wasn't, it really wasn't all that competitive outside of game four. And I mean, it, it, they had, to, the Cavs had to break offensive record by a lot in order to just win by, what, 15 points or however much it was. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, at that point, they're just like, yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to win. This is not last year's 3-1 blow up. It's just, they were they were clearly the better team. Cavs don't have the defensive person. Well, they don't have they don't have the right personnel to match up with them. They they only have they only have defensive guys, which is maybe like one, or they have, only have offensive guys, which is like the rest of them. And neither none of them can really do both or play both sides of the floor. So they they'd have their defensive lineup out, and then they couldn't score. They'd have the offense one out, and then they couldn't get a stop. And there's just there's just a terrible matchup, but there's just there's really just nothing anybody on that team could have did to, to make any kind of difference. Um, they they were they were at some points just living with either Draymond or or Iguodala just taking taking the wide open threes because I mean well, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna let Kevin Durant or Steph Curry take those shots, and even then they still got some of their own open shots, um, and they just happened to make them, and that's that's kind of the way it was. Let me ask you, like, hypothetically, in the incredibly unlikely, like, universe or reality that it would have taken, what do you think, what do you, is, are you saying that it's flat impossible that they could have beat them in any situation? Because what do you think it would have taken for, like, to for the four games they would have need to win? What do you think it would have been required for the Cavs to win? Do you think it's... Better coaching, better like performance. What do you think it is? They would have needed, or at least in, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, they were, they were, they were. In terms of plus minus, uh, I don't know if everybody knows what that exactly what that means. Uh, I'm kind of a, a bigger stat guy myself. Basically, the plus minus is they have a they have a set stat 
that for each individual player. And they, they call it a plus minus. And if, for example, the game starts, um, you're player A, and all of a sudden you decide to go to the bench, coach pulls you up, puts in a sub. Let's say they were up at by four at that time. Well, then you'd have a plus minus of plus four. It kind of gauges like you know how well the team did while you were specifically were on the floor, that kind of thing. LeBron had a pretty good plus minus whenever he was on the floor. So that tells me that they could actually compete when he was on the floor. But the problem is when they took him off the floor for those like even as as little time as he was off the floor this series. I think he played like forty six, almost forty seven minutes a game. Yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. If you if you don't include the the garbage time where they took him out in the two blowouts, but and they took him off the floor and he would sit for like a minute and a half and the Cavs would go like minus ten and they would just blow whatever lead and whatever hope they had of winning the game when he just sat down to like take a quick breather. Honestly, I and I've, I've been kind of pushing for it lately. I don't know if it's humanly possible, but I'm not exactly, and I know you know this, I'm not exactly the biggest Kyrie Irving fan. He's not even really in my top players. Like, he's, he's, he's a great he's a great scorer, but that, that's, that's about it. He can't really run an offense, and I knew that before LeBron went back to Cleveland because the Cavs still sucked. Because you can score, but that, that's about it. So whenever LeBron, LeBron's the only guy they have on the team, and I thought maybe Darren Williams would be able to provide some of it for him. <laughs> but he was he was still a fat, chubby kid that was overmatched. Oh, um, he was awful. But when LeBron fits, there's nobody that can make plays for others. So whenever he sat, the offense just went stagnant unless Kyrie was able to make ridiculous shots because they just zoned in on him the whole time because he he doesn't pass the ball to anybody. Nope. I don't know if you noticed that, but whenever whenever he got the ball in the high school situation, like. Triple team him. He's not going to pass it unless he like loses his dribble and then picks the ball up. So I think I think they they need they need somebody else that like could give LeBron three four minutes a game of just like hey can you just run an offense or just keep the keep the score where it's at like that's 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 really all they needed for some of those games. But they just don't have it. Um, I, I was pushing. I was I was making hypotheticals using like the ESPN trade machine and all that. If they could if they could somehow flip. Kyrie for Chris Paul and Kevin Love for Paul George. I think they, I think they would really give the Warriors a run for their money, assuming LeBron doesn't fall off a cliff anytime soon, because he's definitely getting up in age. But that, that, that's that's what I think they need more than anything. I know their defense wasn't great, but if, if they could just have somebody that could continue to run their offense, because they, I mean, they were losing games, but like at the end of the half, they would still have like seventy points in the Warriors, which if you think about it, is a, a lot for yeah. anybody else in the league. So that, that's kind of that's kind of what I think they would need, just mainly a, another another ball handler that could actually create plays and, and do things for him instead of just being out there. I see a lot of Kobe in Kyrie, except he's like three or four inches shorter and he doesn't play as good a defense. So I feel like Kyrie would have been great in the early 2000s when it was all about hero ball, like ISO. Yeah, he would have been he would have been an all time great ten years ago. Yeah, it's really a shame because. Look, I'm a Bulls fan, so LeBron has been the bane of my existence for the past seven years. But I really did feel bad for Bron because this man was giving you utter greatness, and it's just sad that when he steps, when as soon as he steps off the court to breathe for like, we're talking about like a under 100 a hundred seconds, like it was, it was, it was game. I think it was game three. He, yeah. he stepped off the floor for a minute and a half. They went minus ten. Yeah, without him on the floor in a minute and a half, I was like, you could, you could just take the ball in offense and just hold it. Just take a twenty-four second shot clock violation, just throw the ball out of bounds. You could do that every offensive possession and just wait 
but I gotta ask you, as a Braun fan, doesn't do you think Braun could work with another playmaker the way he is, like a Chris Paul? Because I feel like a lot of Braun teams get this like he has to do everything, but it's like I feel like Braun designs his teams for it to be solely on him, so he can be. Um, he does. He, he does. Too. He's kind of a control freak, is all I'm saying. But at the same time, if you remember in February, he was asking, remember he made it out public that they need playmakers? He was yeah. acknowledging that, hey, you know, we're going to need guys that can make plays yeah. when I'm not on the floor. Because, like, I can't do it all for 48 minutes. Nobody can. And when he was in Miami, for example, uh, Wade wasn't, you know, he's not a true point guard. But, like, he could go out of the game for a minute or two. And Wade could, you know, do something. He's more of a Kyrie Irving than, than a point guard is. But, he was still more of a willing passer by a, a large margin, I would say, than Kyrie. He's yeah. not a, a great passer, but he, he's still willing to pass and run in offense. But I think he could. Uh, you know, Braun learned how to play off-ball in Miami, so I think he would have to do a, a little bit of the same uh, mm. for this one. It, 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 I don't think it would be a whole situation of, you know, like, is it my team, is it your team? Like, I, we all know it, as long as LeBron doesn't fall off a cliff, it, it's his team. But it would be interesting to see him not have to dominate the ball that much. Like, could you imagine a Chris Paul, LeBron pick and roll? I mean, like, what what are you going to do there? Yeah, I really think, like, I, like I said, I felt bad for the dude because it's just, it's a man who is just giving the world greatness, fighting against futility. It's just like, what? What? There was nothing more he could have done. Like, it's like, it's just, it, it's very similar, obviously, to. Uh, 2015 when he had nobody and he was playing against the Warriors a much you know a much weaker Warriors team but still a really good Warriors team and his second best player was Matthew Dellavedova who you know is a really good defender and he's vicious or maybe that or Tristan or Timothy Timothy Mosgaard one of the bigs that don't really know how to really play offense that's what I don't get man it's like so you have okay so you have Braun on KD and if there's anybody who could possibly stop K, well, not slow down KD offensively, it's Bron. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go that far right now. Like Bron really couldn't keep up with him that that much this series. Like maybe a couple years ago, I bet he probably could. But I mean, dude's dude's 32. Like you could tell he's already starting to slow down a bit. It's mainly on defense. I think offensively, yeah, like he hasn't lost a step at all. But, but who could stop KD if Bron can't? Kawhi, like. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, no, I would, I would, I would give Kawhi a pretty good. I mean, nobody's gonna stop him. Just like nobody's gonna stop LeBron. Nobody's gonna stop Kawhi. But uh, you know, I, I think, I think Kawhi would, would easily be the best or the next best choice. Yeah. Uh, to guard him, unless you wanted to stick a guy like what's the dude's name from Memphis, like a Tony Allen in there. You need somebody with with size and length. I would. If, I don't know how how uh, Giannis does on defense. Yeah, I was thinking. They, I was like, him, he's, he's definitely got the length to, to to keep up with him. But he's a young buck, man. No pun intended. Yeah, he is. But what I'm saying is, like, okay, so you have Braun on, like, KD. And, like, if Braun's not the best player that could slow KD down, he's second or third. So, okay, so you got that. It's like, Kyrie, you should be able to stop Steph. And uh, well, no, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie's terrible. Yeah, he occasionally has a good, a good steal here or there, but he's he's for the most part he's, he's not very good on defense. And I don't know if you noticed they they really didn't have LeBron and Kevin Durant all that much because nobody else can run the offense, so they him to do that. Yeah. So they put they put RJ on him, and I, I don't I don't think RJ did all that bad a job. I just think Kevin Durant's for an old man that good. Yeah, for a thirty four however old he is, 
He's old. And he's undersized. <laughs> and I, th- I think RJ did an okay job. It's just that, you know, you can't zone in on one of, just one of those guys because then they have three others that could light you up for 30 at any time. Yeah. And, you know, that was that was kind of the issue. Like, I think it was, you uh, see the three game, three or game four. Steph and KD actually weren't, you know, they weren't very active for the first, like, three quarters of the game. It's just the fact that Clay hit, like, 10 threes. I think that was three. I think that was game that was three. three. I th- I one, th- yeah, I think. okay, that's one ended up losing because then KD got hot at the end. But, I mean, like, Clay yeah. kept them in that game. Like, Steph and KD were nowhere to be found for most of the game. And then all of a sudden, hey, here we are, you know, we got a, we got a team that could actually hold their own with us on the bench. That, that, that's, that's the thing that bugs me the most and that, like, it, it, I'm just, I'm very jealous of it that, like, they, they show Steph and KD on the bench and then they still have, like, Clay and Draymond out there with, like, Sean Livingston yeah. and either David West or Javel McGee and, like, they actually have, a, like, a, a, a squad that, like, they could still do some damage and they're sitting over there resting and it's like, if I don't have LeBron out there, that unit that's out there is going to be destroyed by a bunch of backups and two-star players. And there's just nothing that they could do. I think that's, that's the part that just really bugged me. I think we need to get this on the record. I think we can all conclude that okay, so LeBron's finals record now is three and five, and he's been to the last seven. You should be more focused. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to like any casual or any fan of the NBA. You shouldn't focus on those five losses. You should focus on that seven straight finals appearances. And we can all, I think we should all agree this was not Bron's fault. Like, you can't hold this against this man. He gave you, he was averaging a triple-double. Like, it's like, what the fuck else do you want this man, this one man to do? Like, he elevates his, he elevates everyone around him. He makes every team he's on better. But there's only so much this man can do. There's only so much this man can do. And it shouldn't, it doesn't seem like his name's getting dragged through the mud. But, you know, obviously... The MJ fans and the Kobe stands are probably gonna forever hold this against Braun and the Braun haters. It's just like you just just let it go, man. Just like this man is like he didn't hurt anybody. What has Braun ever done to anybody? Jesus Christ! Except my Bulls. I no, hate I that mean, he. I hate that he owns he, my Bulls. He may he may have been your Bulls Bulls over a, a, a few too many times, but uh, you know, <laughs> other other than the decision and the the whole party afterwards or the, in the preseason, I mean, he really hasn't done anything that. I, at least I would say that would that would really super piss anybody off or make you want to hate him. I mean, he he's got his moments. I mean, you know, we're all human. He gets he gets mad at reporters. You know, he says some things that he probably shouldn't have said. But I mean, overall, he's he's a pretty great guy. I mean, I don't know if you saw his videos from I think it was yesterday at his kid's birthday. Yeah, uh, that was pretty great. And by the way, he, he I, I I've always been against it, but I think he looks I think he does look better now that he's bald. I was going to ask you how you thought about that. He also reminds me of Leonard Fournette a little bit. I don't know if he, I, I feel like I'm the one that's I think from the sides and the back, like, if, if you didn't know any better, like, you'd you probably look at that and be like, oh, that might be Leonard Fournette. But I, I think he kind of looks like him. My like stepdad, him. my step, my stepdad's a black guy who, who's bald, and he's told me several times over the years, he's like, John, all black guys with a bald head look alike. Trust me. I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you, so you dig it. I think, I think he looks better. I think, if he wears the headband, you, you won't even notice. You won't even notice. Like uh, I think I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay with him not wearing the headband anymore. I'm, I'm over that. Yeah, uh, over that now. Especially now that he's bald. Maybe, maybe he would have needed to cover up all like the cuts and scars that he had on his head. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think that's why he went bald. You can't really. I don't think you can really tell anymore. Okay, 
So there's been a lot of talk that this super duper team, like the Monstars, the Warriors, they are bad for the NBA. Do you you are on the you are of the opinion that it that they are bad for the NBA, correct? Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that super teams, quote unquote, if that's the term you want to use, are bad for the NBA. Yeah, yeah, no, um, this super duper team. Yeah, but this, this is this is a team that like I, I just don't, I just don't see anybody coming, barring a major injury. Nobody, nobody should even challenge them next year. Yeah, I mean, they really shouldn't. I mean, Cleveland will probably get through the East. Uh, it might be a little tougher for them, but I mean, nobody in the East, regardless of what moves they make are going to be able to touch them now. And mm-hmm. I don't, maybe the Spurs have a shot. I mean, they did lead by a good margin after game one, but do I think they would have won the series? Probably not. They probably would have lost the next four, honestly. But, I, you know, unless unless the Warriors don't take it serious or there's a major injury, there's no reason at all that they shouldn't win the title next year. And then depending on what they're looking like two years from now, they, they should probably win that unless they, you know, lose somebody. I mean, there's a lot of talk about, you know, does Clay really want to be a third option? I'm like, is he really a third option? I mean, like, he still could average 20, 25 for them. Yeah. When, you know, he gets open shots. I mean, and I'm sure they'll try and pay him the money. I mean, those are the three you really want to keep. Um, I know that everybody talks about Draymond being their most important piece, but honestly, I think they could live without him. Oh, I don't know. Mm. That dude's really good at passing for, like, as a small center and stuff like that. And he can shoot a three, so it's like, I, I can't. Yeah, I mean, he, he's really good at what he does. But, I mean, like, if you took him off the team, I would still say that they're, they're probably still, like, heavy favorites for next year. I think they could probably find someone not as good for cheaper that could probably, like, there wouldn't be a drastic drop-off, you know? But, uh, well, not really. I mean, it's just weird. He's, 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 he's Clay Thompson size, but he doesn't play the same position. It's just, he's, he's an oddball. He's, He's really, he's really good defensively. Um, he brings a really good intensity to them. But I mean, you could you could give those responsibility to KD, and they'd be fine, and just have him play like a position down. I mean, he's he's big enough now, and he can he can do his own shot block. And that's what made them like especially good this year. They had two dudes that you had to worry about yeah. whenever you decided to drive the lane. But uh, I mean, there's they're they're bad for the NBA because uh, at least in the the short term for now, just because like, are you really all that excited for next year? Yeah, because Jimmy Butler's going to win MVP. Oh, okay. So you have that to look forward to just in the regular season. And then you just won't watch the postseason, right? But you'll, you'll get a repeat of what you got this year. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's, there's no signs of it. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, maybe somebody can, can show me something. But, I mean, unless there are some super major moves that are going to be made and there's another super team, super duper team formed, I, I, don't, I don't see anybody stopping them next year. If Cleveland gets back with the way they're currently constructed, I do not expect them to win. In fact, I probably would expect them to lose five again. I'll ask you about that, but what I'm looking forward to, honestly, and I've always, like, I've been a proponent of shortening the NBA season. It's like, the reason why it's like 82 games, you should really, it should really be 60, like, or 50, or something, a lot, a lot smaller. Like, it should start at Christmas. That's I've always thought it should start at Christmas. Like, that's like a great, you know, like, Christmas present for the public like it's like oh the NBA season kicks off on Christmas that'd be really cool and then it goes until May or April I'm sorry what I'm looking forward to is say what you will about this team say that it's unfair say that there's no parody anymore they are giving us greatness like they are giving us incredible feats of super fast-paced incredibly 
incredibly magnificent offense. It's like it's insane. It's mind boggling just how incredible they can be. So I like the spectacle. For fans like you and me, I mean, yeah, we're going to watch that and we're going to enjoy that anyway. But just for a casual fan, though, Mm. I mean, they they know the same thing's coming. And not everybody watches the game like you and I do. But yeah, but like, I think the public, I think the public likes, like, the casual fan or someone like that. While they may become bandwagoners, I think they like frontrunners, man. I think frontrunners are what sells a product, right? I mean, I guess, but, you know, the, NBA, the NFL has frontrunners, but they also have teams to back it up. Yeah. So, like, they, they have they have the Patriots. I would say, in my opinion, the clear-cut, you know, your top dog is the Patriots, right? Yeah. They're, they're the closest equivalent to the Warriors that you're going to get. They've won two out of the last three finals. But you, you, don't, you don't think for a second that they can't be beaten now. Yeah. Like, somebody could always come out of nowhere and beat them. That, that's the difference. Like, I, I don't expect anybody, because I just don't think it's possible that's going to come out and beat them if they actually try and, and, and are, you know, like, engaged. Like, yeah. It's going to take, take an injury or two and them just be like, eh, we don't really care that much for them to really, for them to really lose. I mean, they, they, didn't, they didn't really try throughout the regular season and still managed to win 67 games in a, in a, in a rather easy kind of way. And Kevin Durant was out for a month. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like what, what what hope do I really have if I step back and think about it and anybody but them is going to win the championship. So all you, all you Vegas junkies out there, go ahead and just put all your money in the waters now. Yeah, and the NFL is different for a vast number of reasons, but the, as far as the like non-dedicated sports fan, like just a casual sports fan, the difference is that there are, for better or for worse, there's, there were only really like two storylines going on in the in, a, in the NBA this year it was you know, obviously it was the Cavs versus the Warriors in the finals that we were all looking forward to but other than that the only really other big thing was the MVP race between Westbrook and you know like Harden but in the NFL at least I like to think so it's more more teams are more recognizable so there are more storylines that makes sense like I feel like there's more going on and more awareness of the inner workings of the NFL for the, for like the non dedicated public. Uh, I guess I think it's just because it's more team oriented than player oriented. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. They, they could they could lose outside of quarterback. You know, you could you could lose, and even even when if you don't have a quarterback, like for if you look at the Broncos a couple of years ago, you know they, uh, you know, I love Peyton Manning and all, but he really wasn't all that good when they managed to win. You could you could lose a player or two and still be the same team you are. I mean, and you could add a couple good players and still be as good as you are so it's more it's more so about the team than it is, is the, the players yeah. in terms of making a difference you know for your title chances so that's why I think you know it's still more interesting because I mean although nobody expects the Jets for example to win the Super Bowl I mean would you be absolutely surprised if they managed to pull together like eight or nine wins and make the playoffs it's very unlikely yeah but I mean it wouldn't be all that surprised you never know how a team's going to react year to year yeah I think it's the nature of the beast. It's the fact that there are more, like, the NFL, there are less games, but there's more teams, and it's team-oriented, and there's way more variables on a given team than, on a NFL team, than there is on an NBA team. So, more variables equals more unpredictability, and, you know, it's obviously a more physical game, so injuries are more likely to happen. So, you do have a lot more volatility Potentially vo- potential volatility in the NFL, so anything could happen. Like any, obviously, any given Sunday. In the NBA, it's like, yeah, 
it's longer. There are less players. Yeah, it's very more consistent, very more, much more predictable. And that's why, like, the Warriors are kind of a big deal because I think we talked about it last pod where we did the hypotheticals. It's like we were expecting the Clippers to take over the West or the Spurs to take reclaim the West. And then the Warriors kind of snuck up on the world. So, like, something like that, when it happens, you're like, oh, where the fuck did this come from? Like, that kind of shit. It's much rarer than in the NFL for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so say you were, I don't know, a GM or whatever you need to, whatever mindset you need to be in for this question, but what do you do? Like, if you're a team, if you could, like, I don't know, be the Cavs GM or whatever, like, what... What team would you want to be a GM for, and how would you f- compete? Like, the big news was that the Celtics traded their first pick to the Sixers, obviously. So, what do you? What does the rest of the league do for the next two to three years, man? Uh, I mean, it, it, it kind of it's going to kind of depend. I think there's three things you can do. There's three different directions you can go, and it's really going to depend more on what your what your owner wants you to do. Yeah. On um, this, is, of course, we're assuming I'm, I'm the GM there. I could either. Um, I could either do kind of what Boston's doing. I hate to break it to Anthony, and I wish he would have been on the pod with us. But they're, they're still not going to make a run this year or next year, and maybe even a third year, depending on LeBron. They keep gathering up all these picks, yeah. but it's just setting them up for the future. But they're not, they're not actually getting any, any players that, that are going to do anything for them now. Yeah. So they, they may be prepared like five or six years down the line, like when, when these two teams kind of fade away. And, and of course, God knows who's going to make their way up from the, the graveyard before then. You know, we could have another Golden State come out of nowhere. You know, things like that happen. So you could you could try and get more picks, just prepare for the future, just, just wait it out. I mean, if, if your owner's okay with that, I, I think you have a great strategy to do it because there's a lot of teams that are going to go to my, my second way, which is, of course, to try to win down, you know, trade all your assets now. It's, I wouldn't recommend it at this point because I don't, I don't know that anybody can do anything where they'd actually be able to match the talent level. Well, definitely not a Golden State, but... Is there any team out there that could really put together a package and, and get a third superstar that would that would even be able to compete with Cleveland? I mean, maybe maybe if the Pelicans could work some magic with, with AD and, and Boogie, but I don't think their style really fits the way the NBA is going. So yeah. even if they were to get a guard, I still don't think that they'd be able to compete with with you know say Cleveland if they were matched up with it. So you know, I, I just don't see any teams out there that uh, could really put together a package or two, get a player or two, and, and really just be up there now. And then there's and then there's the, the, the third way, which is more along the lines, trying to, try to kind of do uh, both, I guess you could say. You kind of, I got a player now, but then I'm also still piling picks. So, like, I, I've, got, I've got a player now that's going to, you know, put butts in the seats, and that way, you know, like, I'm still making my owner money. But at the same time, I really am preparing for the future. So, it... I don't know. I, there's there's no team that I would particularly want to be on in a in a win now kind of thing. Maybe maybe Cleveland, but that's just because you know, I'm of the belief that like I got I got to dump Kyrie and Kevin if I want to get a chance at, at the Warriors. I love both. I love Kevin. Maybe not so much Kyrie. Okay. But if, I, if I could flip Kevin for Paul George and if I could flip Kyrie for for Chris Paul, and, and I don't think those are so so far fetched trades. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, if, if Chris Paul, for example, is you know wants to win a ring, is kind of ring chasing, wants to get out of the West. And, and may leave anyway. I think it's a great deal for for LA to get you know just keep a star point guard. Just take this one. Well, and let me uh, let me ask thing. you this: Do you think uh-huh. Bron stays long term in Cleveland? Uh, I, I think I think he, uh, 
I think it'll depend on how competitive they are. If, if he leaves Cleveland again, I think it'll be because I think he realizes that he, he just he's not that top level talent anymore, and you know, he just, if he wants to go hang out with his friends in LA and you know just meet up there and, and, and stink it up while living in their fancy LA homes, they can. I mean, I, I don't I don't think he's going to leave Cleveland again. Uh, you know, winning another championship there is always going to be more than winning it somewhere else. I don't think he'd go to the Lakers because then people would start talking about, you know, it's like, you know, he's got he's to live up to, to Kobe and, and Magic and Kareem and all that. And I'm like, well, at this point, he'd be like 36, so I don't really know what you want to do. Yeah. I, so, I would love I, to... I, I think he stays in Cleveland. I would love to see him go to L.A. just so Kobe fans would, like, lose their shit and not know how to, like... We still hate him, but he plays for our team, and he's like... I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, but I think if 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 he was going to go to an LA team, I I think it would be the Clippers. I don't understand yeah. why people are saying against that. I mean, they already have Chris Paul. They probably still have Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, so they have one of his buds. Uh, you know, I don't know how much longer Wade and Melo are going to be around, but you know, maybe they could all end up there. I don't think they would be at, at all competitive. They would just be for them to be able to, to play together and then yeah uh, it would you know, be it would be like home. an all-star thing where it'd be like oh check out all your favorite stars in one place that and they'll get swept by golden state so yeah or somebody in the first round yeah. but hey you got them on your team though so i don't, I don't think he leaves cleveland but i i think cleveland's gotta make some moves like some big time moves i i really do think that if they had chris paul if they had this year's lebron james if he was able to like maintain his um, his level of play that he had this year, or even if it dips a little bit, because he is going to be 33 by the time the finals come around next year. If yeah. he can like maintain it or maybe be like a little bit worse, but still stay at that level, yeah. um, and have another guy on Chris Paul, and then a, 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 a great defender and a shot maker on Paul George, I think they, I think they'd be good to go. I, I think they, they'd have a pretty good shot. I'd have, I'd have a hell, of, I'd feel a hell of a lot better about that than I would now. Yeah. Um, regardless of their bench, because they they actually have another guy that could run an offense, and they actually have a dude that can, I I would say, could probably card KD at least to an extent. All right. Well, we just know the Bulls are going to win the East again. Well, not again, but for the first time. I can't even I can't even keep this joke going because I'm just so disappointed in them. But I'll keep watching. I still watch them because I'm loyal. Are you going to watch if Jimmy ends up in, in Boston? I will still watch. Eventually, I, don't know what you're gonna watch. I I will still watch eventually because I am a team fan. But I would still, if Jimmy were to go to the Celtics, I'd still want Jimmy to do well against every other team except the Bulls. Like, I, if he went to if he went to Cleveland, oh, that's something we didn't talk about. Do you think? Do you think they should? I don't know. Would you think Jimmy could help I, the Cavs? No. Uh, I. He's, he's weird offensively. You yeah. acknowledge that. When we, when he's we watch skittish, play, yeah. Like, weird. He, he's real inconsistent on that. I would I would much rather Paul George than okay. Jimmy Butler. I, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the bandwagon now that I think Paul George is maybe not significantly better, but I think he's he, there's definitely a gap between him and Jimmy Butler in my mind. Okay. So, uh, like we said earlier, there's, there's this big like two-and-a-half-month like gap for sports this year. There's no Olympics. There's no World Cup. There's just baseball, really, for the most part. But uh, let's let's uh, let's jump ahead and let's go to football, man. What do you uh, well? What do you think about your team? And then what do you think about the league? What do you think? What do you think we're gonna have in store for this season? I, I think we're 
doesn't have a lot of surprises. I think a lot of people are, are, are thinking the Patriots may just steamroll their way through the AFC and it'll be a, an Oakland-New England showdown. I, I'm going to pay attention to history here, and history tells me that that is, that is not a, a definitely a guarantee. Yeah. Um, I think, depending on how my, my rookies can do and, and what Ozzy decides to do for my offensive line over at Baltimore, I think we could actually do pretty good. We don't have any... Any overly bad injuries? We had one who our uh, who was who was a starting corner last year, but he would probably be an equal corner this year. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of depth in the in the defensive backfield now. We've got two pretty good safeties, Weddle and Tony Jefferson. I think the defense will be pretty good. Obviously, we draft. I I love our draft. I, if half of those players can be serviceable, I, that would that would be great. If any of them want to be superstars, that would be better. They went real heavy on defense first couple rounds, which is which is what I think they needed. Um, we signed. We just recently signed Jeremy Macklin. Um, I don't really know how he's going to fit in because now we have three receivers in Macklin. Don't y'all still need a running back? Fuck. No. So our, our, our really good running back from last year, Kenneth Dixon, who he, he got suspended for a few games for I think PEDs mm-hmm. or something, some kind of substance abuse. It might not have been PEDs, but he, he violated the substance abuse policy. He got suspended, I think, four games. So when, when he comes back, I fully expect him to take over the reins again. But in the meantime, we still have a pretty good, uh, kind of an older day runner in Terrence West. More, he's more, he's more of a bull than a than out of the backfield catching passes and elusive type of player. Yeah, um, still a good fit for us. What they want to do uh, for me, I, I think the biggest issue will be the offensive line if, mm-hmm. if they can hold up. If they can, if they can play like average and just be like sometimes solid, we'll be okay. I think we can make some noise, maybe win the division, depending on how we play versus Pittsburgh and them. I, I laugh every time Pittsburgh thinks that they actually have a shot against New England because it's, they're just two style teams that just don't match. New England's going to blow them out every time they play mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't, they don't man up on New England's receivers and Brady's just going to rip them apart. The rest of the league, though, I, you know, I, there's a lot well, of unknowns. Well, let me um, ask so you, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a list of teams I want you to like shortly your opinion on what you think they're going to do this season. Okay, okay. First one, how do you think the Cowboys are going to do? You think they're going to be a sophomore slump or what? I, I would probably put them. I think they're probably going to be an eleven and five football team. I, they, they're, they're going to be a little bit worse than last year, but they'll still probably make the playoffs. Probably still get a one or two seed. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard for them to have a sophomore slump in my opinion because they're mainly a, a running team. Like they don't actually act to. They didn't exactly throw it around the barn a whole lot last year, and I don't expect. I don't know why they would change that this year. Like they, they need to keep doing what they were doing. I mean, they were they were a hail mary pass from Green Bay away from winning that game. They, they, I think I think they improved a little bit defensively. I think they got some guys in the drafts. Um, so if they can if they can shore up that side. I, I don't I don't expect them to continue uh, the run they're on. Okay, how about the you you talked about them a little earlier the uh, the Patriots? Do you think? Are you worried about Tom Brady's age at all, or what do you think? What worries me, it was his performance in the in the postseason last year before they made that miracle against Atlanta. Fuck yeah. Um, I mean, you got you to acknowledge that they were down 28-3. to three. Like, that's, yep. that's still, I know they came back from it, but that's, that's still a thing. Like, they were still down a lot, and I don't think he was particularly good against Houston. They tore Pittsburgh to shreds, but as I, as I said uh, just a minute ago, Pittsburgh doesn't play, in my opinion, the right style of defense that can guard against Brady. They, they lay off, and, and then Brady just picks on the parts in the zone. That's, that's just not how you're going to beat Brady. But that, that's kind of a concern to me. I'll, I'll, I can't really give you a firm answer on that. I would need to see them the first couple weeks just to mm-hmm. see what they're doing. But there's, there's nothing to, for me to believe that that they won't be, you know, thirteen to three again. Wipe away Nick Dolphins, of course, and just 
score the rest of the division, and they'll be back in the playoffs. All right. Since you mentioned them, that championship list, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, you know, the team that blew the largest lead in the uh, history of the Super Bowl. Uh, they had, you know, you know, they had like 15 to 17 minutes to win a game, to score a point, and they would have won, but they didn't because they're infamous choke artists and they deserve every bad thing that ever happens to them. How do you think they're going to do? you think they're going to bounce back? Well, NFL history would, would suggest that they probably won't be nearly as good as they were last year, so I'm, I'm sure you can you know, give them a round of applause for that. They won't be as good. By the way, um, by the way, I got to also mention, also had the MVP on their team. Let's not forget Matty Ice's choking ass bitch-ass self, yeah, but go, go, go ahead. ahead. Get, it, get, it, get it all on now. Go ahead. Look, man, I don't hate many things in life, but I absolutely hate this team, and I want every bad thing in the world to happen to them. Short of, like, loss of life. I'm not asking for anyone to die or, like, family members to die here. I just want them to lose every game and lose embarrassingly. That's all I want. I don't think that's too much to ask. I got a little bit of it at the end of the season, which was awesome. Anyway... <laughs> Tangent anyway, over. <laughs> um, I I still expect them to be pretty good. They play they play a style that the NFL likes to see, where they score a lot of points. Yeah. Um, they still have this ridiculous dude on the outside that wears number eleven. Tell, um, tell me about I don't, it. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody slowing him down anytime soon unless he keeps getting injured. It will be interesting to see though. They don't have Kyle Shanahan anymore calling the shots on their offense. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But if they can continue to do well on offense, I don't, I don't see why they don't. You know, make it back to the playoffs. Okay. Um, so I, I, I would still consider I would still consider them the, the top team in the NFC South by a pretty good gap. Okay. But what about Indiana? How do you think Andrew Luck is going to bounce back? I hate talking about these guys. I, I really do. I just I think it's I think it's overblown. I think Luck's a really good quarterback. I I think that they they don't and still don't have a running game. Nope. So he's got no help really on the offensive side in that regard. There's nothing else that he can rely on to like make plays for him. They've got some pretty good receivers, but their offensive lines haven't really been all that great. That, I think their division is a is a bit tougher now than it was a few years ago. So I I don't I don't even expect them to make the playoffs again. I don't I don't think they've made any changes in my eyes that's going to propel them to the next step. So Especially like, with uh, your boy Deshaun Watson. Now he that well I don't I don't know, I don't know how that's going to work out, but they're one of those teams that they you know like they could still make the playoffs and they did last year without a quarterback. Like, they don't, they don't need one. Like they're just that good of an overall team, and I, I think the Titans uh, may make a, a jump this year. I mean, they were they were close to making the playoffs. They had not been for I think some tiebreakers yeah. um, between them and Houston. So that, that that's a pretty tough division. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went six and ten, seven and nine, something like that. That'll that'll be a tough division to win. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put my money on them making the playoffs. Okay, what do you think about you? You did mention them against the Pats. It's expected that Oakland's going to take off. Do you buy or are you selling? Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to buy it. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a great time to be a Raider fan right now. They, I, I don't I don't really see any any true holes they have. They have pass rushers. They got they got their quarterback as soon as he can come back healthy. Um, they just added a, a pretty a still probably pretty darn good running back in Marshawn Lynch. Easily have the best second uh, the second best offensive line in the league. Their defense I think is, is good enough. They've got weapons on the outside on offense. They got they got I think they have a, a good time there too. I can't I can't think of his name though, but. They're a pretty good team. They got a pretty good coach who's, who's willing to be aggressive, and that's what you got to do in the league. So I, I'm, I'm buying them. I, I could definitely see them getting two seed, and, and then if they stay healthy, actually giving the Patriots a run for their money. Yeah, that would be really nice for them to like take off and give Oakland two to three more good years, and then when they go to Los, are they leaving in two or three years? Oh, well, actually, no. I was going to say I, I think they're leaving next year, if I'm correct. Like I think this will be their last year in Oakland. Oh, I, I didn't know what the stadium. 
was going to be like and all that stuff. Because I, I, I know the Vegas stadium isn't ready yet, so I didn't know if it was two years or three years. It, or... it might be another. It might be another. I was under the impression that they were leaving after next year. I could be wrong. Yeah. Wouldn't that? I don't. I don't know. I, if I was a Raider fan, I don't know how conflicted I would be. Like if my team won the Super Bowl and then left. Yeah. Okay. So you talked about him earlier. How do you think Cam's going to do this year in, in the Panthers? You think they're going to be able to reclaim some glory? No. I, I honestly, I I think they'll continue to be in the dumpster of the NFC South. I think. I think. In my opinion, it's Falcons. I think the Bucks will take a good step up. I got the Saints third, probably another seven and nine season, and then I think the Panthers are. I, I think Cam's kind of on the downhill here. Yeah. I mean, he's dealing with injuries now. I, I still don't think his team is all that good, especially offensively. I know they got that uh, they got Christian McCaffrey, yeah, but I don't I don't think he's going to do that much for him. He's not going to be a game changer by any stretch. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Green Bay? What do you think about them? As long as Rodgers is still good, I mean, that's, that's like the LeBron effect. As long as Rodgers is still good, they'll still be up there, regardless of who they have in their team. He, he would have to obviously get really, really hot in order yeah. to win the Super Bowl, but I, I do expect them to probably win that division. Did they make any and, improvements um, to their defense? Not that I know of. I yeah, I can't I think I of can't any. They, 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 don't, they don't make any noise in free agency, and I don't, I'm don't. i not really sure who they, who they got in the draft, because that's just the only way they get players, but... You know, I don't think they made any any major moves, so they're, they're probably just about the same team they were last year. Oh, right, last but not least, my Saints. How do you think? What do you think? Because I I'm uh, obviously biased, I, so I'll give my opinion after you give yours. Yeah, I, I, I they they're always they're always gonna have a chance to be good as long as they have Drew Brees. Before the Teron Armstead injury, you know, I, I, I gave him a pretty good chance, but that's really hard to. To lose your starting left tackle, you're starting. I think you made a Pro Bowl. Your Pro Bowl left tackle, and just throw in a replacement and expect to be good. I got you know the, the other guys, the other defenses in the division. They they got some serious pass rush to come after them, and Brees is going to take some shots. I, I don't know. They, the, the team's weird. I don't I don't I don't feel like they've made any kind of major move that'll lead me to believe that they won't go seven and nine or eight and eight again. Yeah. But they do, they do still have a shot with with Breed. I just you know I just I just don't think that I think I think his his window for a Super Bowl and in New Orleans is just about over. Yeah. That's just for me looking on the outside here. I mean they could still win it. If they get hot or you know certain things work out. But I just I just don't think they they have the the talent for what they're trying to do. I don't think it helps. I've always been a, a not a hater, but I've always been very critical of Sean Payton and and how I just I don't feel like he goes. I don't think yeah. he gives a fuck. Like I, I yeah, think well, that's, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, it's it's disheartening. <sighs> Look, it's also really weird. Like I still haven't gra- I really haven't come to terms with AP being like a Saint player, and I'm like, I'm like, huh? That's that's interesting. But I mean, yeah, I, I think I think that's overblown. He's a great player, but the way that Sean uses running backs, yeah. It doesn't match. It doesn't match him. Like he's not going to get. He's not going to be a bell cow and get twenty, twenty five carries a game. Like I, I, I don't. I don't see it. Not with Mark Ingram. And then I'm sure he'll probably pick a third running back that's a, a kind of a like a more of a third down kind yeah. of back. I'm sure he'll probably find one of those. So like, there's not a there's not a whole lot of touches for him in the loans. I mean, I am happy I, about. Know. I am happy about our draft. Uh, I think that we drafted really well. We didn't do anything stupid. We didn't like pick. Like some random receiver, no disrespect to Brandon Cooks. I miss you already, buddy. We didn't. We we drafted like all defense, and I'm very happy about that because, like Mickey Loomis, man. I you, look, man, you got me a championship, but at the same time, like 
for the past like seven, six or seven years, I've I've been questioning you. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, it, it's weird for me. It's, it's just so weird that the I don't know if you noticed it. Probably not because you got this Saints bias. But when I watch a Saints game now when they're at home, yeah, it's it's just not like it was three or four years ago. Like I don't, I just don't feel like you guys have that same home field edge. Yeah. That you used to. I think the ride is coming to an end, man. Like, I think it's time to not blow it up, but something's got to give. I, I, we, it, yeah, something's got to give. Like, eventually, I was talking about this with a, so I, this new guy started with my company like two or three weeks ago, and he's a Seattle fan. We were talking football, and I was telling him, man, I was like, it was January 2012 when we lost in the last minute to uh, San Fran. And if we had won, we would have went to the NFC Championship and we would have played... At home. Yeah, at home. We would have played the Giants. I think we would have won that game. Then it would have been Patriots, Saints, and the Super Bowl. But ever since that game, our team has been just in the dumpster... Just a dumpster fire because, as I reminded him, after that game, like two months later, was Bounty Gate. And then we had that season. And then we've never recovered, like, ever. Like, I mean, we've done, like, we, it's, we've just yeah, well, been mediocre the, the ever since. Away from you, you could, you could pretty much just throw that year in the dump. Yeah. But, I mean, that's another year off of Drew Brees' career that you just, you know, lost. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a lot to come back from. I mean, and it's only been, like, four or five, I think four or five years. Yeah. Five years, maybe. So, I mean, it's, it's not all that far off. Yeah, it's... I mean, we got a championship out of it. I guess that's all that really matters. Anyway, uh, well, this was fun, man. Do you want to do this questionnaire? Uh, yeah, I think we got, uh, we're got we going on about an hour, so it's, it's a little bit shorter than the last one. We got about five minutes. Till then, so, yeah, I'll do, your, I'll do your questionnaire. Yeah, all right. What was your first car? Uh, my first car was my red Mustang, 2008. Uh, and you... You recently sold it, right? Or you traded it in, or what? What happened to it? I, I got uh, me and my dad went and got a uh, a black Jeep Wrangler that I like now because I've, I've got it. I've got it decked out with the, a couple of Ravens things, kind of more personalized to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we we sold we sold it to somebody back home. Um, got got some decent money out of it. It was a good car, man. Yeah, it held up well. It it, uh, it, it served its purpose. Yeah. All right. What is I recently cut out a question, the whole guilty pleasure thing, because people, it, it was throwing people. It really wasn't playing. Okay, so what bores you, or what is the most boring thing you can think of? The most boring thing I can think of. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and give this answer because this happened today. Me and Rachel went in, she decided she wanted to buy this thing that we said we'd come back and get if she decided to get it. We walked in, we, just, we went straight to the item, we picked up the item, we went straight to the checkout. And then 30 minutes later, we finally got to the register, and there's only one person, like, running the register. So, for me, the most boring thing I can think of is me just standing there. Like, there's nothing for me to look at because this is, like, an all-woman's shop, and I'm just standing here just holding shit. That was awful. It <laughs> oh, sounds like such a guy. <laughs> like, that sounds like such a cliched guy thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I mean, it's true. There was nothing for me to do. I'm just standing there holding some bags, like, just waiting, and I'm like, can we get some more people to like ring us up here? Like I'm bored out of my mind. I just want to keep going. All right. Who is your role model or role models? I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a role model. Frank Underwood? No, that, that that's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would say Ray Lewis, but then again, I'm not the religious.
guy, nor do I want to be ever involved in any kind of murder trial ever. <laughs> um, I, 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 I would maybe LeBron, except that like my political views are almost the opposite of his. So like I don't, I don't really think I have a role model. Well, that's that's different. Uh, yeah, how do? Well, I mean, we. I guess we can talk like briefly about how bad season five was. I don't know. That might be a whole another pod. <laughs> I, they're just they're just they've gone so far away from what what made them great. Yeah, it, it, they're just they're just on the downfall. We're talking like, about House of Cards, by the way, for anyone who's who yeah, who was unaware. House of Cards season five. Um, still worth seeing if you're if you if you watch the other season. So worth to go just to you know see where the story's gonna go. But I mean overall, I mean it, it wasn't it wasn't anything to go out of your way for. Okay. Yeah. That's all. That's all we have to really say about that. It was. Watch the first two seasons. That's all you need to do is watch the first two seasons. Watch the first two seasons and then parts of three if you want to find out what happens to Doug. Okay. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Okay. So something most people. What's something most people don't know about you? Um, I'm not the asshole that people think I am. I actually am, am quite caring and, and, and pretty, pretty genuine. Although a lot of my views are of that, like, sorry, it sucks to be you. <laughs> I can a thousand percent, a thousand percent vouch for you on that one. Like, I, I don't think you get misrepresented on the on this on this pod, but I will say your better qualities don't get represented here because it's not as. It's just not shown because people people have been like, you seems like an asshole. How could you be friends with this dude? I'm like, because you just don't know him. He he says you say some shit that I'm just like, oh god, why why would you say that? But then I've look, I'll tell this story real quick. This happened, and I'm gonna you know be as 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 non detailed as possible because it's not the details don't matter. It's what really happened that really mattered. I was going through a rough spot. This is uh, a few years ago. You basically said, I don't know what exactly how I phrase this, but you basically gave me a choice on something very important to you, and you said you you're more important to me than this choice. And that's when I knew, man, you were my brother. Like I was like, because you did you you literally said something that I was just like, holy shit, this dude really cares about me and really wants me in his life and really wants good things to happen to me. And never wants me to be resentful or mad at him. So, and I, it's really like I can't just tell that story to anybody because there's context and there's like it helps to know what was going on. But that, in the most broad, vague terms possible, it's like that's when I knew you were a good guy because you were like, you literally gave me an option that would have changed your life almost entirely. So it's like that kind of shit you, that, that, that that really hasn't shown out in these podcasts. Probably not at all. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Okay. Shark diving, bungee jumping or skydiving? Um oof. probably probably skydiving. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's one of those things where I think I've said it before like I I don't think I would ever actually do it, but it's it's like on my bucket list of things to do. Like I just don't think I could actually summon up the curse to do it but out of those three definitely skydiving yeah no uh none of that shark diving anyone who wants to go shark diving watch that movie 47 meters i haven't seen it but all i needed to see was the trailer and be like nope nah, -uh, i'm good all right uh coke pepsi or other i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna say pepsi today fuck yeah but, finally uh, i don't i don't 
I don't have, I don't actually don't drink soft drinks all that much. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I drink Coke as much is because it's what you can find very easily down here, like restaurants and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I would, I, I think I would probably order Pepsi more if I had the option. Fuck yeah! Somebody sees the light. Yeah, man, I don't drink soda nearly as much either. It's kind of, it's really bad for you. And like, if I go out to eat, like if I splurge on fast food, which I'm trying to get better about, I'll have a soda. But like, really. I could go days, like days without drinking a soda. Like it's like, and then when I drink a soda, like they always give you these huge drinks and I'm just like, I maybe drink a fourth of it and then I'm done with it. I kind of toss it cause I don't, I don't need it anymore. Yeah, I, I usually, I usually when I do that, I feel better about myself. But I'm like, yeah, I drank this Coke, but I always drank like a fourth of it. Yeah. All right. So let's say tomorrow, Monday, like your boss, for whatever reason, some whatever reason gave you the afternoon off. Like, Hey, I know you're on lunch right now, but you don't have to come back to the office. You'll still get paid and all that stuff. What do you do? So if it was around lunchtime, because I'd probably go grab some food. I'd probably come home and uh, finish a book. I've been I've been reading. I've, I've taken up reading uh, again recently, so I'd probably do that. Very, very boring. <laughs> no, that's not bad. I mean, shit, reading, like... <laughs> like, I really wish I could, like... I, I, I You know kids will never listen to, to us when we tell them this, but I really wish I could tell kids, like, no, read. Like, just read more. Like, just read more. You don't know how important that is and, like, how necessary it is to, like, develop a well-rounded, analytical, like, mind. Like, you, just, it's just, it's like you gotta, it's exercise for your brain, and it it only helps you. It's like, you don't even need to read, like, fucking Shakespeare or or, you know fucking anything important that's blanking that i'm blanking on right now but it's just it's just good for you just read fuck read a trashy romance novel read something just do just read fuck well said yeah uh, i know i'm quite articulate uh (laughs) what do you love the most about your town and what do you hate the most about your town um what i love most about this town it's probably the that people care so much uh, about each other. I, I know when I when we went through the floods over here, I, I saw just people, you know, pulling off on the side of the road. Just, just anybody, they're just helping anybody if they need help. That's a great thing to see. Probably what I hate most about this town is, is the fact that we have so much awful traffic. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. It should traffic. not take me. It should not take me thirty minutes to go to and from a, des- a destination that should only take about ten. Yeah, it's... <sighs> anyway, uh, this probably... You probably don't have an answer for this, so don't don't worry if you don't. Uh, have you ever used a pickup line and or has one ever been used on you? No, actually. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever used like a, a typical pickup line and have it actually work or not work. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used one. Like I, I just go and talk to people. I don't... I don't like, hey, girl... <laughs> Did it hurt when you dropped from heaven? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't do any of that. And no, actually, I don't think anybody's ever used to pick up one on me. Yeah. Um, you'd have to you'd have to ask Rachel that. She, she might have, and I always <laughs> laughed or blew it off. One thing I will say, I used to be so anti-emoji. Like, like I was like, that, that's so dumb. Why would I ever need that? I, that's just, it's childish, right? And Steven's like, no, bro. If you want to get in with ladies, you got to speak the language. Girls use emojis. 
You gotta use emojis. <laughs> and he was 100% right. Like, I was like, and now I use them all the time for shits and giggles. And it, but it's like, yeah, actually, yeah. Like, <laughs> they all, like, dude, like, there's just girls who, like, emojis are like punctuation. Like, they, like, use it at the end of every text message. I'm just like, why do you do that? And I'm just like, whatever, man. What, whatever. It, the way you have to make, so it's, it's hard to read a text and, yeah. and think what what the person actually meant like if they if they meant it in a sad way or a happy way yeah and emojis are a great way to show what you actually meant so yeah when you're talking to a girl let's not make it more complicated <laughs> send your emoji make her feel how you want her to feel <laughs> it's all about context last question let's say you know you had an unlimited budget you could go anywhere what would be your dream vacation oh um yeah as of right now it's probably just because I, I think it's something that i i, I I want to do for my next vacation would probably be to go somewhere somewhere kind of in the mountains where it would be kind of cold like a, like a snowy day and get like a house up there that's got like a like a jacuzzi or a hot tub or whatever yeah and just like rent it out for a week and then just have like all like me and all my friends there we're just like hanging out we go like like uh, skiing or snowboarding or playing in the snow and just hanging out doing whatever that, that sounds like <laughs> the greatest time right now good luck getting rachel out there well, I, I would just have to layer her with about 17 different coats. <laughs> oh, man. All right, that's going to do it for us. This is going to probably be part two of the double feature that I'm going to drop on Wednesday. Yeah, it's been a year. The pod, I've, I've done it for a year. It's been a wild ride, and it's been a lot of fun, and i gotta I got to thank all my friends, especially Steven and several others that have been very, very supportive with you know, encouragement and their time. Like the fact that y'all just like want to do this at all is, is, is it, I, I don't know what to make of it, but sure. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Am I, am I your most reoccurring guest? I was thinking about that before I got on. I think, I think it's, it's Justin. I think, I think me and Justin. yeah, probably. But that's, I think you guys have done like part one and part two. Yeah. Yeah. And he was also like my first, not only was Justin, the guest on episode one, he was also the demo that I did. Like I did a demo with him. And I, I let him listen to it, and I let my brother listen to it, and I got feedback, and I was like, so, yeah, I think Justin I think Justin has logged the most hours, especially with that four-parter we did, which will never, ever happen again because, fuck, that was crazy. How, how long was that, actually? I think it I did the like math, and it was four hours altogether. Like, it was over four hours of us talking, and <laughs> I told him. I'm sure that was a bitch to edit. Oh, it was not fun. There was a lot of technical problems with those episodes, too. But I told him after that, I was like, I've talked to you for four hours. I've edited you for, like, eight hours. I told him, I was like, look, man, I love you, and we can text, but I don't want to talk to you for a while because I'm tired of hearing your voice. <laughs> and not that he talks a lot, but I was just like, we need to, like, we need to just, like, not talk to each other for a while. But, yeah, I think you're one of the most recurring because you're always eager to do it. You're always game to talk about anything, so... Unfortunately, I guess for some people who are have gotten in a rhythm with the release every two weeks, there will be a hiatus. Uh, this will be the last episodes for a while. I plan on coming back September first. I just need like some time off. <laughs> like it's it's not a burden. It's definitely not a burden. I love this. This is one of my hobbies. But uh, there are some other things I want to do for like two and a half months. Like I just I just want to relax and not think about it. And then when I come back. I'll be refreshed and we can talk about a whole different, like a whole lot of new things and, you know, more things because this is kind of like a down period. It's kind of like a dry, a slow news. Like there's not a lot to talk about. 
but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I'll be back. Do you, do you, do you have anything that you want to you wanna tease your, your listeners with? Anything, any kind of ideas you were having that maybe you might do differently uh, uh, to the next volume? Oh yeah, there is something. Well, just to tease a few episodes, I do want to talk to my buddy Joe about politics because he's always wanting to talk about politics. I figure me, you, and Cuck can finally do that, that three-way conversation about maybe the NFL, maybe when the season kicks off, and then... There is a project. There is going to be in the later half of this year. There will be a. It's still going to be like under the Flores and Friends podcast name, but it will be a side project. It'll be just this little. I don't know how to exactly describe it because I want to. I, I kind of want to leave it like, you know, kind of want to leave it ambiguous for people who are looking for who might be looking forward to it. But it does have to do with the film industry. And it'll be a short little thing. It'll be like a little report thing that I do each week. And it's something I'm very passionate about. And I thought about it. I literally thought about this a couple days ago. I was like, on I think on the off weeks, like I release every two weeks. I think on the off weeks, I'm going to do this. going to be, like I said, it's going to be, it's probably just going to be me talking about a certain topic for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes at most. Stay tuned for that. But yeah, me and Justin, we're going to do an end of the year. Because we had a lot of superhero films come out this year. We were going to do, not four parts, but at the end of the year, we were probably going to do after Thor comes out. Well, after Justice League comes out at the end of November, we were probably going to do it at the beginning of December. Like, rank our superhero films for the year. Got a lot of good contenders, like Logan, Guardians, and Wonder uh-huh. Woman. They've uh-huh. all been really good. So, And then we got Spider-Man, we got Thor... It, it's been interesting how it all shakes out in the end. So, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all we got. Thanks for listening, guys. On behalf of everybody, Stephen, do you have any parting words? No, I'm good. I think we covered it. Yeah, I, uh, it's been fun, uh, and I guess I'll see y'all in like two and a half months, man. Thank you for doing this, bro. Hey, you're welcome anytime. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, see ya. Bye. Thank you.